sector activity dips in Kenya and slightly edges up in Ghana and Egypt. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your Pulse on Everything Business. In Africa, I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. There is a strong momentum for change in traditional retail experience. Research reveals several factors driving this transformation. One is the profile of African shop proprietors who are typically more educated and digitally savvy than the general population. Another is that small retailers are willing to modernize their businesses in response to a challenging, shifting landscape. Chris Mitchell, managing partner at BCG Nairobi, joins us to break down the challenges and the future projections of traditional retail in Africa. Pandemic has been termed as a catalyst. Did traditional retailers diversify their offerings? Yeah, I think there was a lot of experimentation, as I mentioned, by consumers, but also by, by uh, informal um, retailers trying to see, you know, what would drive the most foot traffic? Uh, how could they meet the needs of consumers who were, who were scrambled, right? Whose normal uh, consumption and retailing uh, habits were greatly challenged. I don't know how much of that will, will stay in the long run. I do think, obviously, retailers are savvy. They're always thinking about how they can maximize uh, the size and the profit of the shopping basket. And so some of that may, uh, may occur. Ultimately, what's very difficult for these small retailers, though, is to deal with such different suppliers. So if you're trying to sell equally um, clothing and uh, foodstuffs uh, and both packaged products and fresh products, um, as well as you know, uh, airtime top up uh, and the ability to have you pay your utility bill, it, it just can become very difficult to have the same quality of offering across so many uh, disparate categories. So I think we might see while some had, had diversified, that may continue for some, but for others, they might go back uh, to having a, a focus on uh, those suppliers and those categories where they feel they have the most um, turnover and, and profit. What are some of the challenges traditional retailers in Africa are grappling with? I mean, there are, there are a number, and I, I touched on some of them. I mean, I think there, it's often a very tenuous um, uh, real estate position that they have. They're often incredibly undifferentiated uh, versus a shop that is in great proximity to where they are operating. Uh, they are often exploited uh, by whoever is, is selling them uh, the goods. Uh, they are very much price uh, takers. Um, and they're having to, uh, you know, optimize, as I said, across so many different dimensions. Which categories uh, should I participate in? Um, which SKUs? So by that, I mean exactly what, pri- uh, what pack, at what price, or which product should I purchase? Uh, if they're even given an option, uh, often their option set can be very uh, limited. And then, of course, particularly those who work in the fresh space, you know, do they have access to refrigeration? Otherwise, they may at the end of the day have to uh, be selling their products um, at, at a loss just to sort of move the product to ready for the next day. So there are still a huge number of challenges, um, but the proximity, the flexibility, the convenient operating hours that they provide their communities are, of course, uh, the, the attributes that um, push in the other direction. What does the future look like for traditional retail? Yeah, I, I think we're going to see the traditional retail continue to dominate. But I think this concept of traditional and the word traditional may need to be uh, changed as we can see that digital is driving far more sort of formal retail characteristics, behaviors and processes into these very um, fragmented and smaller shops. So we should see more efficiency, 
um, and more variety uh, over the long term being offered by what we consider to be our, our traditional outlet. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The S&B Global Ghana PMI edged higher to 48.8 in July of 2022 from 48.5 in June, pointing to the sixth consecutive month of falling private sector activity. New orders and output continue to fall and sustain declines in activity, and subsequent reductions in backlogs led firms to cut their headcount for the first time in 11 months on the price front. Input costs continue to increase sharply amid higher fuel and raw material prices, but the rate of growth was the lowest since February. Selling prices also rose at a softer pace. Finally, farms maintained an optimistic view to its output amid hopes that global economic conditions would improve. Now, the Standard Bank Kenya PMI edged lower to 46.3 in July of 2022 from 46.8 in June, pointing to the fourth consecutive month of falling private sector activity and the steepest since April of 2021. As uncertainty around the upcoming election and the impact of stronger inflationary pressures dampened demand, both output and new orders fell at an accelerated rate while business confidence remained muted. More positive was the first rise in employment for three months. While rates of inflation generally eased in July, they remained elevated as higher costs of fuel, in particular, drove prices higher. Zambia's annual inflation rate rose for the first time in nearly a year to 9.9% in July of 2022 from 9.7% in the previous month. Prices quickened for both food, namely cooking oil and non-food products, mainly due to an increase in the fuel pump prices, which triggered an upward adjustment to public bus fares on a monthly basis. Consumer prices were up 0.4% following a 0.9% increase in the previous month. Now, the S&P Global Egypt PMI was up to 46.6% in July of 2022 from June's two-year low of 45.2%. That said, the latest result is the 20th straight month of a drop in non-oil private sector amid persistent headwinds to the economy. Output continued to fall amid weakening new orders, but the rate of drop slowed for the first time since April. Also, buying levels decreased further down from the seventh month down for the seventh month running. In the meantime, employment stabilized, ending a prior eight-month run for job losses with backlogs of workup for the second month in a row. On prices, there were signs that inflation had begun to soften with fewer companies reporting a rise in their input costs compared to June when the pace of inflation hit a near four-year high. Meanwhile, the rate of charge inflation was still the second quickest since July of 2018 amid rising prices for raw materials, Fuel and food staff. Lastly, confidence fell sharply after June's five-month peak and one of the weakest on record. And a quick look at the markets. Brand crude oil futures rose more than 1% to above $100 per barrel on Wednesday, extending a 0.5% gain in the previous session. After OPEC Plus agreed to raise September output by only 100,000 barrels daily. The recommended increase misses the market expectations after the U.S. President Joe Biden visited Saudi Arabia last month and called on OPEC to pump more crude. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at Withadong. <laughs>